Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after, <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, hello, beauty. Episode 194. Here we are creeping up on the 200 mark. Holy cow. Holy cow. Almost 200 episodes on love and relationships and breaking free from the fairy tale and the old paradigm of love. Holy shit. Okay. Anyways, how to stop tolerating less than you deserve today. How to stop tolerating less than you deserve. Here's something I'm thinking about as we open this episode. If you've clicked this episode, Hmm. you know, you know that you are, you know, every woman knows in her body. We know when we're being cheated on. We know when we're being lied to. We know when something feels off. We know when someone's not showing up for us and we're in a relationship that doesn't feel nourishing and supportive and alive. We know, and we know the difference between you've heard me say this 20 billion times, the difference between circumstance and pattern right? And if you're listening to this episode, we're going to give you the magic of how to stop doing this, how to stop ignoring your inner nudges, how to stop saying yes when you mean no, how to stop rationalizing and justifying someone else's behavior and giving them 20,000 chances to make it right with you, even though you know that this person can't show up no matter how much you love them. And you know, to recognize that at the core of what actually stops a woman from tolerating less in every area of her life is self-love. And we recently had someone ask in our Facebook group, you know, how do you actually love yourself? And we've done plenty of episodes on self-love, but I feel like we will, I'd like to weave in today, like the truth of self-love again, and like what that actually means that you can't escape that everything in your life reflects how you feel about yourself, right? You date at the level of your self-esteem. You tolerate things based on what you feel you deserve. Um, and no one else can do that for you. So here's the thing. You, you know, you start paying attention to what you believe you deserve And you can have all kinds of ideas about it. And I found lots of women have big ideas about how they feel entitled to be treated, which is not the same as self-love and and deserving, but it's that place of, okay, how am I treating myself? Right. And everyone knows I'm going to always come back to childhood shit. (laughs) Um, What did I learn 
to tolerate, right? As a child, like what stories did I tell myself? What did I see in my, what my mother tolerated relationally and the level of care and kindness and warmth and respect and value um, that I was given as a child that then directly correlates to what we tolerate in love. Because if you don't, if you aren't used to being constantly nourished and um, approved of and supported and have relationships with people that value you, then you make decisions romantically that are all based on fear. Yes. So that's yeah. where I want to begin. That's a big, that's a big point. Making decisions romantically based in fear. Like that is the fairy tale story or the scarcity, the scarcity mindset around love. Like it's a limit, we have limited time and we have to do everything to find it and to grab onto it and to keep it, to hold it. And, and, you know, also I think, you know, if you're living from your saboteur and that performative, my life is, my life is based on what other people, how other people perceive me. And you're more concerned about what people think. So you're in a relationship for the wrong reasons, or you're in a relationship because you're afraid to be alone, or you're in a relationship because you are don't believe it's possible to meet anyone else. Like, what are the stories you're telling yourself that are keeping you in this relationship? I think about this idea of tolerating less than you deserve, and even the word deserving. Usually, if, when we're saying things to ourselves like, oh my gosh, I think I deserve more that statement is coming from a part of you that actually believes that you don't deserve love. And it's like, you're trying to convince yourself, I deserve more than this. I deserve to be treated better. And like, we try and tell ourselves these things, but if you're not treating yourself well, if you're not um, ruthlessly committed to feeling good and following what, following your heart, right? Like you said, we, you know, you know if something isn't right. And when you let a relationship go because it's toxic, because it's painful, like what does toxic even mean? It, it Toxic doesn't mean the other person is toxic. It's a dynamic that's toxic because even if you're with a toxic person, you're toxic too. Like it's because you're choosing to stay in it, right? It's a dynamic that's created by two people. And it, like, if you haven't, um, checked in with what is my part? What am what am I? What is my part that I'm playing in this relational dynamic? I'm sacrificing. I'm shape shifting. I'm people pleasing. I'm trying to keep up with the Joneses and keep the perception of this relationship good, but not paying attention to how I feel. Like pay attention to how you feel, to how you feel, and instead of blaming the other person for treating you shitty, how are you treating yourself? Because if you're with someone who treats you shitty, guaranteed you are not treating yourself well. So I'm so glad you brought up this concept of self-love, which the word in itself is elusive. People don't know what that means, but how can I be more loving towards myself? That's all you have to learn how to do. I guarantee every woman and man listening to this episode has someone in their life they love deeply who they treat really well, whether it's your niece or nephew your or dog. your child, your dog, somebody in the world, your best <laughs> friend, there's somebody that you treat with so much love, guaranteed. Can you treat yourself that way? Right? Like you talk like you talked about it does come back to childhood. Every woman I've ever worked with, we start with looking at where the survival patterns of the saboteur began. 100% of the time it's always crystal clear that like, oh, this was learned from mom, this was learned from dad, this was learned from what mom tolerated or what dad tolerated. 
And so you are, whatever you're experiencing came from somewhere, that's your old blueprint, but it does not have to be the future blueprint. But in order to shift it, you have to learn about what the blueprint is, what am I contributing and how can I start showing up differently? And obviously listening to every new truth podcast episode, we talk <laughs> about this. How can I start showing up differently for myself in my life, making choices that are for me, not for everyone else, not to please everyone else, not to let other people down, not to care about other people's opinions of me, but actually for your own self. And I, I'm, I work with women who can shift this really quickly. I have a client right now who's following her heart so much and she's never done that in her life. She was the biggest self-sacrificing people pleaser. And she's just like, Kate, I can't even believe how easy everything is right now and how happy I feel and how mm. everyone I meet like is so open and everything is so different. And she's making these beautiful, deeper friendships and everything's shifting so quickly. Why? Just because she's following her heart and not listening to that, you know, fear-based saboteur voice in your head and being encouraged like when i th when i think of self-love it's about behaving like you matter right like it's that belief i matter my feelings matter my needs matter and then most of all letting go of the idea that someone else is going to do it for you that someone else is going to you know make the decisions for you someone else is going to give you the love that you're seeking someone else is going to give you permission someone else is going to somehow change so that you know you feel what you need to feel you know i i i want to come back to this like cuz you just said it too the like woman that's like i deserve more and the women who then say that to their partner right i deserve more yes. what is what's he supposed to do with that Right. Like what's someone else supposed to do with that? And the the accountability for a woman coming into herself is that surrender of like, no one's coming to save me because I don't need saving. No one else is going to do this for me. And I'm not a little girl anymore who needs mommy and daddy's permission to do something or mommy and daddy's love. Right. I have to be the advocate for myself. And, and what's true for me when I think of, you know, God, the on again, off again, like trying to get him to love me, him saying to me, it's fine for us to see each other every three months, right? When like I wanted more. Most women don't know how to take a stand for what they want because I don't want to be a bitch. I don't want to be too much. I don't, I don't want to receive no. And, and knowing we were going to talk about this today, I actually woke up with this feeling around how few women are willing to like hold their desire. Like we live in an instant gratification world, right? Women just want a boyfriend, right? They just want, you know, the, the thing that they want and are willing to tolerate not having their needs met, not actually being happy, not feeling full because they want the instant connection or they just want the boyfriend they just want the fucking stupid good morning text that you're telling yourself that somehow means he's interested in you like this you settle for breadcrumbs because you're not willing to hold what you want and wait for it that that really is it and and even i mean i i would say and i won't speak for you but when i think of the three years of us doing this podcast and like what iterations four. of our business four years now wow well we four. started in 2020 three. Three Almost four, because it is Almost the end four. of 2023. January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the the like seasonal things that have had to shift in each of our businesses and each of the encouragement of watching one another have to wait. Like wait for the 
for what is true in my heart of the action to take, right? And wait to see the path and the door open that makes it very clear where I'm supposed to walk. And now this is different than waiting for perfection to like know when to leave your relationship. So please do not hear that around what I'm saying. This is about not being so quick to date the first person who's kind to you because you, you've been desperate someone to be kind or the first person who seems like they're okay because they're treating you well, but you don't have the same values. They don't want what you want, but you tell yourself what well, you have to set aside, right? The bigger vision of the thing that you want, right? Or you tolerate friendships. Well, we've been friends for a really long time. Like here's how to actually stop tolerating less than you deserve. Like number one is notice how often you rationalize other people's behavior and how often you make excuses for them. And then stop doing that and see what happens. That's number one. Number two is learn how to ask for what you want cleanly, art articulately, assertively, not aggressively, not passively, not like a child trying to get somebody to be different, but learn how to actually take a stand for what you want and say it and then let other people make the decisions. Right. I've worked with so many women who their relationship has changed and they stopped berating their partner and instead actually could just say, I want a, the kind of relationship where X, Y, Z happens. Do you want that with me? And then turns out their partner's like, well, yeah, actually, like I do. Right. How do we get that together? Because no one wants to be criticized all the time and shamed and being told that they need to do more work on themselves or go to therapy. No one ends up doing it when they're talked yes. to like that. So that's number two. You have to learn how to advocate for what you want. You have to learn how to stop rationalizing and justifying other people's behavior. And then three, you have to anchor into the truth of you're only going to receive what you believe you can deserve, you deserve and what you can handle. Because a lot of women based on their childhood wounding, you can want healthy love, but then you can't even handle the intimacy that's required of when a healthy person's in front of you. Because the truth of why you're ending up with toxic relationships and unavailable people is because you can't handle what real intimacy requires, right? Because you don't know how to stand in your own feelings. You don't know how to be sovereign. You don't know how to trust yourself. So you have to stop blaming other people and see, wait a second, go listen to our episode about signs you're afraid of intimacy. Cause that's, what's also underneath this about tolerating less than you deserve is you're not able to hold what real intimacy requires. And God, seven years ago, I'll never forget that text from a client it was like, Oh, I get it now. What intimacy requires of me, right? Like to have adult relationship, I actually have to stand in my adult self and handle the intimacy of being vulnerable of, of negotiating things with my partner, of holding someone else's feelings and needs and wants and of letting go of control, right? And, and letting things unfold. Most of the time we're tolerating what is crap because it's predictable, right? Because we can, we can control that. We know what we can get from the person who's playing video games all day or the person who always lies or the person who only texts you at 10 p.m., right? It's predictable, right? What's not predictable is the vulnerability and intimacy of an actual dance with someone else. So you have to be able to talk about difficult things. You have to be able to share your feelings and receive theirs, right? And make decisions together. That's really intimate, right? Running a pod, having a podcast with someone else is very intimate. Having a kid is incredibly intimate. Relationship is intimate. And that's why self-love is so important because self-love is about intimacy with self, being able to say, like you always come back to, right? How do I actually feel? What is my truth in this moment? And no one else can give you the answer, 
right? Everyone wants answers. Everyone wants quick fixes, but the path to your soul, even though change can happen really fast, the path to your soul is actually a long road of reclaiming, tending to the pieces that have been lost, paying attention to where you've abandoned and betrayed yourself because abandonment can't happen to an adult, (laughs) by the way, and then deciding for yourself that you're going to do things differently. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like knowing what your, what's yours, what, it, what are your, what are your patterns? It's funny. You brought up the video game thing. Cause I was thinking, I was just talking to a client about this the other day and just her, her ex played video games a lot. And it's such a common thing with the women I work with and their exes, because it's the, um, it's the, ch- in all relational dynamics, when your saboteur patterns and your inner children are running the show, one person is the child and the other person's the, the parent. And, you know, in, so in a lot of women I work with fall into the controller archetype, controller self-sacrifice or the martyr. So they are the mom, they are doing everything, booking the dentist appointments, booking the, you know, booking the whatever dry clean, taking the dry cleaning out, doing the cleaning, doing everything and working full time. Like these are not stay at home moms. Well, some of them are, but most of them aren't. And then they are have, they have these husbands who work and then just play video games and don't help out and act like teenagers. And like, to me, that's what video games symbolize. And it's not to villainize other people. I think that's also something I want to speak to. It's mm-hmm. such a, a trend right now is villainizing like, oh, my ex is a narcissist. This person's a narcissist. And it's like, which, okay, for sure. One in four people are narcissists. That's a thing. It's not to say it's not true, but if we stay in blame, there's nowhere to go from there. If you stay blaming your ex or you stay blaming your partner and thinking they need to change so you feel better, you are powerless and you're screwed because they're not going to change. Like you said, no matter how nicely you say it, I used to lovingly say to my last partner, Jeff, you know, I want more emotional intimacy. Like I want this, I want that. It's like not who he is. And it's never been who he is, not from the day we started dating. So basically I was like, I want you to change who you are so that I can have an emotionally intimate relationship. And he'd be like, his answer always was, okay, well, if you want that, then why don't you bring it? And I'm like, well, I don't know how with you because you're not meeting me there. And so it, we always look to the other person to blame them. And I think our culture, because of social media too, it's just become this blame game, shame. Everyone's a narcissist and everyone's a villain. You got to protect yourself. And I actually don't believe we need more protecting. We've had enough fucking protecting for a lifetime and many lifetimes, but for your lifetime, you've been protecting yourself since you were a child. And when you were a child, you needed to. You, When you were a child, you were stuck in rooms you didn't choose to be in. You had babysitters you didn't hire. You had, you know, piano teachers you didn't choose. Like you as children, we are put in very, and you have parents you didn't choose. You are put in situations where you don't have a voice, you don't have a say. So children have to learn how to adapt to survive. But as an adult, these adaptive strategies are harming you and they're keeping you in relationships with people who just aren't aligned. Because even Jeff, he wasn't, that wasn't toxic. It wasn't like a horrible relationship by any means. It was a great relationship and healthy in many ways, but it was symbolizing not the relationship that my soul was ready for. I guess at the time that was what I needed, but right now my, or after when I finally was able to leave and and the last couple of years of the stirring of the desire to leave, 
it's because my heart and soul were longing for more emotional intimacy. And I kept trying to get it from the person who can't give it. And all that did for him was just make him feel inadequate, make him feel not that I'm responsible for his feelings, but that's how he internalized it. Like I was constantly trying to get something from him. He couldn't give me. So other people aren't responsible for your experience. They're not responsible for making you feel better. They're not responsible for making you feel loved and sexy and worthy and, and lovable. You make yourself feel that way. You learn how by learning how to not operate from your survival patterns, by learning how to live from the truth of who you are, how to follow your heart, how to build a life that nourishes you and satiates you. So when you're out there dating, you are not empty. You're not depleted. You're not that's another reason we tolerate table scraps because we're empty and we're like oh I got a hit he texted me wow I'm so loved oh my gosh this guy is such a gentleman he paid the bill and like women are like falling off their chairs because of some behavior that's not that big a deal because they've never had someone treat them well before you when you treat yourself well and create a life where everyone in your life treats you well and you it has to start with you because once you do it with yourself your tolerance for crap is it it's yeah. you don't have the tolerance for it anymore. I think of that I, I was when you were talking earlier, I was actually imagining at the immersion in Greece when the women like it's a week of big transformation and deep healing and love and sisterhood. And the women are so bonded and they're all snuggling on the couches, even the ones that hate snuggling or that are super guarded. Like by the end of the experience, they're all family and it's such a beautiful heart opening experience and journey. And um, at the end of the experience, every single one of them that's in a relationship, this happens every single event is like, I think I'm in the wrong relationship. And every single one of them that's in a job is like, I think I'm in the wrong job. Because when you're in your expansion, you can start to see all the places that you've been lying to yourself. It's like you already know, but when you curate a life that is for you, for your own selfishness, for your own heart, for your own, for your own nourishment, when you commit to that, you have no tolerance for bullshit. Like I will have a coffee with someone for 10 minutes. And if they don't feel good to have, have to connect with and talk with, that's it. It's done. Like, and not because they're wrong and bad, just because my life feels so good. And I feel so aligned in all areas that the tolerance for things that aren't aligned is so low. So learning how to no longer operate from your survival patterns and how to live from the truth of who you are is essential in having high quality relationships in all areas of your life. So you get to feel nourished and fed, not just from the inside. You're not alone on an island loving yourself. You're, you're in community being loved in many ways. And the fairy tale sets women up to believe that the nourishment only comes from someone else. Yes. Right. And, and this real place of it's, you know, you don't start the healing journey by actually thinking about the relationships. Like the first relationship you look is the one you have with yourself. Yes. You know, I've, I shared about like, I tolerated the anxiety and was drinking an insane amount of coffee and some people can have coffee and it doesn't do to them what it did to me. But for me, it was like, wait a second, I'm living with anxiety and it looks like coffee. I'm my body is highly sensitive to it. And it doesn't help me feel grounded. Stopping coffee. I couldn't believe how I felt and mm -hmm. I have been off for almost three years. And now it means my baby's never had caffeine because I've been breastfeeding. 
not like, ah. and so <laughs> I think it's, you know, I, I, I always start looking at with clients, not before, even before the child stuff, it's like, what's the current relationship you have with yourself, right? How do you spend your time? What's your self-talk? Are you eating enough? Like how, how do you nurture you? Because most of the time, the fairy tale sets women up to believe that they're helpless princesses waiting mm-hmm. for their knight in shining armor to do all the things that they want, they 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 think they deserve, right? But they have nothing to give. Like you have to understand when you're depleted, you don't have love to give. You think you do, right? A lot of people are like, well, I have so much love to give. You don't actually. When So the, the last thing I'll say around this is the three levels of love. Like the first level is I want someone to love me. Right. Lots of clients start there. Right? I'm desperate for somebody to love me. And then the second level, which is the woman who's maybe done a lot of work and she really thinks she's evolved. And she's saying to herself, I just have so much love to give. I, have, I just have so much love to give. I just want my partner because I have so much love to give. Usually that means she's not giving it to herself. Right. It means I'm looking for an object of my affection to channel everything into and to nurture. But that's the unconscious uh, mindset of recognizing you're not nurturing self Mm. is the third level, the place that actually healthy love comes from and what healthy relationship rests on is two people who are full two self actualized, whole, healthy selves that come into a relationship. You can only have a healthy relationship based on the health of the individuals in it. It can only be as conscious as the, as the consciousness of the two people in it, right? Because that's the skills of love are required, right? So the level three is I am love, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what each of the healing journeys that our, our programs and our clients walk through. They arrive in the place of I am love. I follow my truth. And then the magic of my life reflects that. No one has a magical life because they're luckier than you or because they know some, you know, secret that you don't, right? Like everyone's life reflects their beliefs. Everyone's life reflects how they treat themselves. Everyone's dating life reflects what they're willing or not willing to choose. And no, the the main message of today is like, no one's going to do this for you. Every woman has to handle the damsel that lives in her, like the child that's still waiting for the perfect parent that you've projected onto the face of a man, right? That doesn't exist. Right. And that's why grief work is so important. Right. That's why the arrival into yourself is about accepting all of your feelings and also accepting the truths of life, which is sometimes it's not fair. Sometimes you don't immediately get what you want. Sometimes people have a journey that looks, you know, faster, you know, than yours. But when you're staying in your lane, when you're focused on your own journey, then you can celebrate the goodness that's happening in other women's lives, especially, right. Then you can celebrate what it looks like when a woman's owning her power and owning her sexuality and owning her joy and having a healthy relationship. Cause that's what will change the world. Women not sitting around at the table, complaining about men, but women sitting around the table, celebrating their men, celebrating their relationships, talking about how well things are going in their life. And rec- you know, all the way back to what you just said about scarcity, but seeing that there's an abundance of good an abundance of love and abundance of joy and creativity that are available. And most women tolerate less because they just don't have enough women who are whole around them or enough yes. healthy relationships around them. They don't even know what's possible. And that's the kind of communities that you and I create, like women who are celebrating other women who believe in other women who know that another woman's joy is shared right? Another, your joy doesn't take away from anybody else's. 
and your pain doesn't take away from anybody else's experience, like that there's enough room for us all. And I'm so great. You know, what's true for me now, like, I'm really grateful for this. All of my friends, um, my, my intimate circle are in relationships that I respect and admire. And even when I meet new women here in Charlotte, that's something I've really noticed actually, because it's, but it speaks to who I am, right? The women I'm meeting here are in celebratory relationships. Like I have really amazing partners and speak highly about their partner and, and highly about their parenting together. Like I don't even meet new women right now that are, that are complaining about their partners. And so that's, that's the other thing I want to say of like, look at how well you actually can handle another woman's joy and see if you're jealous of that, that that's the call of like you stepping into your own power and and saying that you can run in those circles too. Like I believe, I mean, I, my tagline of my business for 11 years has been like healthy relationships will heal the world. Like when yeah. a woman is loved well, she'll have the energy to do the things that we need to do in the world because there's a lot to fix <laughs> on this planet. Mm-hmm. And when we're not obsessing about being single, we're not trying to get a man who's playing video games all day to be different. We have yeah. the energy to turn towards our own life and turn towards the things that actually matter to us. Yes. Yeah. So take your attention off of your partner and put it into yourself, pour it into yourself. And then you'll know clarity comes through contrast. And when you start to feel mm. really, really expanded and good inside of yourself and in your life, then it will be obvious if your relationship is not aligned. That's been that's that's been my experience. And with clients too, like the ones who are ready to finally leave a relationship that's unhealthy. It happens by them completely taking their attention. If they stay in the, should I stay or should I go? And there's an episode on this. They stay in the, should I stay or should I go in their brain, in their mind? They just foot back and forth and they never make a decision. But if you just change your attention, turn it towards yourself and devote your time and energy towards yourself, through towards loving yourself, towards learning about yourself, towards growing yourself, towards get, getting to know your own soul. And what does that look like? Start to get to know what, feels good what lights you up what excites you what sparks you and follow that and then you'll have that contrast um and the last thing i want to say is just about the fairy tale and like the whole paradigm of love in on planet earth <laughs> actually the whole paradigm of love that we've had our whole lives supports you being a princess which is a child and so it never supports you fully being a queen in your life and in your relationship the empress right who attracts the king and instead of being spending all your time on hinge making the perfect profile trying to get the perfect body and the perfect face to get the perfect guy on hinge how about you um, become the queen become the woman who treats herself with worth who walks through the world like she's worthy who learns how to embody those qualities within you and so when you are that that's when you attract that the king like relationship the healthy relationship and like you said learning how to like loving relationships will heal the world healthy relationships and it's not just romantic relationships because your partner could leave, die. Anything can happen at any time. It's like having your life filled with healthy relationships is everything. And I, when you said that about your friends, I was like, cool, my friends too. I have all my friends are in really beautiful, really growth-based, healthy relationships right now. So it is a reflection. So if you're surrounded by people who are all tolerating table scraps or in fantasy relationships, right. maybe time to look in the mirror and to come home to yourself. So, and go hang out with the people who are in healthy ones. Yes. You know, cause a lot of times we didn't know, like I didn't know. 
Yeah. I didn't know. And I've, I have shared this before, like being involved in a personal development community and being around couples who are actually in their sixties, like couples who were going to the workshops together, couples who had been together for 40 years and watching them still be, be deeply passionately in love. And these were not like coaches and, you know, like whatever, like shit, like it was just the everyday person, very powerful people, but growth oriented because they were at the workshops together, be really devoted to each other. That changed my life. Watching these men love their women changed my life because I had never had that experience before. So yes, you, you know, be recognize, you know, what's the, oh man, I've said this so many times and I always forget how it goes. Um, the something about the tide raises all the boats. <laughs> Do you know, know that, that, that like that growth, some, something about, this like, like the, the, that's the idea. Like the tide raises all the boats, like the energy the the water, where, where you are lifts other people, yes. right? You're yes. either with people that are bringing you down, right. That yes. are just sitting around complaining about their partners or complaining about their lives, or you're sitting at the table with women who are challenging the status quo, who are challenging the narratives around relationships or challenging themselves, right. And, and investing in themselves and growing. And then that shifts, you know, all of our relationships. Cause again, I appreciate what you said too earlier of like, this isn't about just like you sitting at home saying affirmations, like we want you out in the world and like, you get to create the kind of world that you want to live in. Yes. So here's to no longer tolerating less than you deserve, no longer giving your precious energy and time and attention to people who drag you down, right? And instead choose to partner with and befriend the people that you feel more amazing, more lit up by when you're around them and and watch how everything shifts from there. Yes. We are excited for you. Everything's energy and you create your you you co-create with life this life that you're leading. So time to look in the mirror and come home to yourself. We love you. Share this episode with all the women, you know, and save the dates. I was going to say this at the beginning, but I forgot November 11th. We'll tell you lots, but November 11th, 1111, we are doing a new truth event on zoom or a platform like zoom. Um, but it will be an event with Catherine and I live with you. Uh, doing first Q&A. time ever we've done this first time ever. We're so excited. So, um, definitely save the dates and we will give you, it'll be in the morning for sure, because I live in Greece and she's in, um, the US. So time zone wise, it'll be Pacific time morning. So I know this is all over the world. So for <laughs> it'll be around eight Pacific um, that morning for about two and a half, three hours. So save the dates and we will share more soon. Lots of love. See you next week. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.